Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here. I pray that you come as you are and walk away feeling changed. And not because of me, but because of Jesus. In Christ, we are a new creation. We're no longer bound by our past or to do things the way we've always done them, or even the way the world tells us we should. In Him, we are remade and we have new life. So pull up a seat and open your heart as we grow in our walk together and focus on the type of health that's everlasting. Welcome to the Radiantly Healthy Podcast, where our focus is keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and standing strong on God's promises as we navigate through the struggles of everyday life together. I'm your host, Jenny Chadma, and my goal is to inspire you, encourage you, and challenge you to make choices towards a more fulfilling life. Welcome! This week uh, is going to wrap up a four-part series on healing. And uh, we've just kind of been taking a foundational look at how God heals the deepest wounds of our heart. And last week we talked about what can stand in our way of inner healing with the number one obstacle being unforgiveness. And how forgiveness really is essential for healing, this inner healing and and, in the restoration of relationships with other people and to ourselves and most importantly, with God. And I hope as each week passes, you're you're opening your heart to Jesus and, and you're just beginning to feel a bit lighter and more free. Healing really is, it's a journey. It's a a continual process of peeling back the layers and exposing our wounds to the light of Christ, which then allows us to experience more peace and joy and contentment in our everyday life. And you know, this is just my own personal opinion, but I believe that, that our healing journey is, it's a, it is a lifelong process. When we have been wounded, it is that continual um, just peeling back what, what we have once maybe tried to use to protect our heart with or uh, maybe what we've done to cope with, you know, the pain or grief or whatever it is that we feel. And it really is when we take these things to the feet of Jesus and we begin to open our heart to him. Um, just what can come from that is, it's absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, I just think about this in my own life and how if it weren't for Christ, you know, I would A, I think either be still in active addiction, still not loving who I am and just absolutely completely lost, or B, that I would be dead by now. Because I really felt like the path that I was on 
was 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 the road to destruction and it was has been this relationship with Christ that i mean it brings me to tears So, this week, we are taking a look at the key ingredient, what we need in order to fulfill God's calling on our life so that we can continue to experience more peace, joy, and contentment each day. Do you have any idea what that key ingredient might be? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is essential in fulfilling God's calling on our lives. It's it's the Holy Spirit that enables Christian life by dwelling in us individually as believers. And the Holy Spirit is, is what enables us to live a righteous and faithful life. On our own, it's not possible for us to live the Christian life. It isn't. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to make different choices and, as I mentioned, live a righteous and faithful life. That doesn't mean perfection, but righteous is right standing with God. Faithful, faith, right? Trust and confidence in Him. And so it's the Holy Spirit at work in us that indwelling of the Holy Spirit that enables us to live in that way. So let's talk about kind of what the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is. It's to strengthen us and bless us with the power and boldness so that we can become witnesses for Christ. Our purpose on this earth is to glorify God, to give him all all of our, our praise, and to point people in his direction, to love others, and to lead them his way. So to strengthen us and bless us with the power and boldness so that we can become witnesses for Christ. We got to remember why we're here, right? To give God the glory. And the Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to go out there and have that power and have that boldness. And that really is what's essential for us as disciples. As I just mentioned, you know, our purpose as Christians is to love God and neighbor and to build God's kingdom, which means that we are leading others to him. On a personal level, the Holy Spirit plays a very important role in communicating God's will and direction. I hear this a lot with 
uh, clients that I work with, very, very common, and actually I've gone through this as well as far as they want to know what their purpose is. And a beautiful thing happens as we grow in our relationship with him, as our heart, as we begin to take these heavy things to God, exposing our wounds to the light of Christ, a beautiful thing happens is that we have a better understanding of what God's will is for us and the direction that he's calling us. But it's hard for us to really understand that if, if we aren't actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus by, by spending time with him and, and reading God's word, praying, being in community and fellowship with other believers. And as we grow in that relationship, the Holy Spirit plays that important role in communicating God's will and direction. And so what I get to see with my clients over the course of, you know, a few months that we work together is that they may start off feeling like they have no direction, not feeling so great about themselves, um, not really loving who they are. And as they open their heart to Jesus, they begin taking better care of their health, um, exposing some of these things that they've kind of kept in the dark and meeting with him each day, meeting with Jesus each day. They begin to, to feel filled with purpose, that they have a new direction, that they feel more confident, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our life. And he communicates God's will and direction for us, and that includes, you know, big life-changing decisions all the way to our day-to-day -day actions. The Holy Spirit provides unlimited help and guidance. John 14, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. As Christians, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in each of us as believers. And it's the Holy Spirit that acts as a comforter or counselor or advocate, one who intercedes and supports us. How awesome is that? We are never ever, ever alone. You have a helper, a comforter, counselor, advocate that dwells within you. Who's there to intercede on your behalf and support you.
That's game-changing stuff, isn't it? So I want to break down the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and, and what they mean and kind of what those things are. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for us to give away. He provides us with the tools and the power and the authority for us to effectively minister to others. As we talked about, you know, that power and boldness so that we can become witnesses for Christ, right? And so um, here are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, which is to love spiritual things more than material ones. Knowledge, to be able to learn more and more about God. So I will see this um, also with clients that they begin to develop kind of this hunger and um, a desire for more of God. And maybe you've experienced that as well. Like maybe, maybe you, um, an example would be maybe you have been reading a devotional and all of a sudden you just have this desire um, and you're just craving more of God's word. You want to be in God's word more and more. Well, that is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit at work in you. The next one is understanding. So to comprehend how we need to live as followers of Christ. Fear of the Lord. So this is not being scared of God. It's, it's having this um, awe or wonder awareness of the glory and majesty of the Lord. Right judgment. So to know the difference between right and wrong and to choose what is right. Reverence, which is to have a deep sense of respect for God. Like we know that he is God and we are not. He is Lord of all. And the last one is courage. And this is to overcome fear and to be willing to take risks as a follower of Christ. That boldness that we talked about, right? And so, as I mentioned, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for us to give away. They help us, that's what helps us to effectively minister to others, which is one part of our purpose, right? Pointing people to God, building his kingdom. So the fruits of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, are to make us like Jesus. And they include love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'll just speak on my own behalf, but I can definitely see uh, some growth in all of those areas 
as I have uh, throughout the years as I've grown in my walk with Jesus. And the ones that really stand out to me are, you know, self-control. I, there were a lot of things that really just, I felt so out of control and I definitely uh, was not, that self-control didn't really feel like it was, I had a whole lot of that going on in my life. Uh, patience. You know, um, being extremely irritated at the drop of a hat or, um, you know, peace. Things within, in, on an internal level felt very chaotic. And over the years, as I've turned my heart to the Lord, uh, the Holy Spirit as at work, that internal renovation, and so... Um, throughout our journey with God. And as we make God our priority, our number one priority, we honestly should be seeing uh, an increase in both the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit in our life. The Holy Spirit also brings us into intimacy with Christ. He establishes our identity, shows us our value in the kingdom of God, reveals our purpose and path, brings us into transformation, grows in us trust and maturity, brings mercy. He leads us from sin into godly repentance and heals sin. He leads us into all truth and healing. And the Holy Spirit pours God's love into our heart, and He is our friend. And I want to talk just a minute about those first couple that I mentioned so that intimacy with Christ and our identity. Because as believers, our, our true identity is in God. We were created by God to be in an intimate relationship with him first and foremost. Except along the way, something has happened that has separated us from God, right? We've been talking about the painful things. And only when we come into a relationship with Christ will we ever be able to fully realize our true identity. Otherwise, it's covered up by the things that have happened to us. And as we talked about last week, that false self, we, we operate from the false self. But as we apply God's truth and find out who we are in him, our true self is awakened and we are set free. When we realize that God loves us and created us and called us for a purpose and that we will go and be with him at death, that removes the fear from our lives. 
We were created to be God's friend and it's our primary relationship. Our true identity is with God. And so real quick, I want to focus on and kind of give you just a little bit more insight into the true self and the false self. So just like there is that true self, um, there's also the false self. And the false self is what develops for survival. And there's two sources that are really most influential in our identity. And that's our family of origin. So the family that we come from and the outside environment. And believe it or not, 80% of our beliefs and values come from our family. And depending upon what our family was like, the rules and demands can be damaging and abusive to a child and can actually alter or change the child's identity if we are not coming from a healthy environment. And what happens is that inner self can become so flawed by shame and rejection that a false self emerges as a means of self-protection and and through an overwhelming need to belong. And even if we grew up in a home with lots of love, as children we can still experience wounding from the outside world. You know, people in the outside world have their own interpretations of of who we are and how we should think and feel. And sometimes that gets imposed on us and alters who God created us to be. A child innately has great wisdom, but that inner voice of wisdom can be silenced if the messages that we received growing up if the messages that we received, the, the sources that they came from, if they were controlling or damaging, that can alter who God created us to be. And so I want to go through um, just what the false self the attachments, the false self has attachments that are unhealthy and not life-giving. And I think this is where we can sometimes um, relate or recognize these within ourselves. So the first one is limited ability to love and be loved. If that's a part of our life, if we have struggle to allow people to love us or if we struggle to love others, uh, could be that we're operating from the false self. If we seek to control or validate ourselves, so if we do a lot of self-promoting or we feel like we need to control everything around us. Uh, the false self is birthed in fear and lies. If you find yourself having a tremendous amount of security needs, if we struggle to communicate our own needs, if we're unable to be in intimate long-term relationships, 
if shame is very prevalent in our life. So shame, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, uh, the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says, I made a mistake. Shame says, I am a mistake. If you find yourself basing your identity on external factors like your performance, uh, possessions, perfect kids, your bank account, your, your friend status, whatever. Uh, if you lean towards the perfectionist, which can come from a feeling of not, not feeling good enough. If we're living somebody else's script for our life, And then if we're prone to addictions and compulsions. Those are all attributes of the false self. The attributes of the true self are opposite to that. So we have a great capacity for love and long-term relationships. Um, there is no need to control. We, we allow others the freedom to be who they are. The true self is rooted in God's truth and honesty, created by God, birthed in love and not fear. The true self has a deep trust of God. The true self knows that we are a gift from God and therefore we live in great joy and peace. The true self cannot be created. It already was when we were, we were born into this world. It can only be awakened because it already exists. The true self has an eternal vision. The false self gets its power from the lies we've been told, or maybe even the lies that we tell ourselves and believe. And really the only way to break the power of the lies is, is knowing and speaking God's truth. Because God's truth is affirming and transforming and ultimately life-giving. When we are reunited with our Father, we are united with ourselves, our true selves. And in order to continue on our healing journey, which this is a journey, <laughs> we need to take time every single day to be alone with God and find out who we are with him. And the best part is that as we make God our number one priority, the Holy Spirit ignites the passion of the true self and we get to trade wounded and broken and lost. For loved, created, and called 
for a purpose. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that, yes, you have called us for a purpose. We know, Father, that our wounds, the brokenness that we feel, is no match for your healing power, your healing love. I thank you, Father, that you will stop at nothing, nothing to save us. I pray, Father, that we would yearn to make you our number one priority. And as we do, that we would walk in your peace, your joy, and your contentment. We thank you that you have the power to restore what was once so damaged and yet create something so beautiful. We thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for hanging with me today. See ya. Thank you for supporting the Radiantly Healthy podcast. If today's episode has impacted you, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review, and maybe even share with someone that needs a little extra encouragement and a whole lot of Jesus. Also, I have more free resources available for you to encourage you on your journey towards greater health, healing, and wholeness, including a weekly devotional and blog. You can find all of this plus the services that I offer over at JennyChatima.com.